Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. This is The Drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR. Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. It's a uh, chilly Wednesday here. And... Uh, um, in Pittsburgh, and well, the it Steelers is. are back on the practice field. Um, you know, they're we're a day away from Week Eleven starting. Yeah, I mean, it, it, we were, yeah we're flying along here. It Season's is crazy moving along. Uh, got the Steelers practice report okay, from today. Start there. Fresh off the fresh off the wire. Perfect timing. Yeah. Um, all the Najee Harris teeth uh, gnashing that I, that's been going on among fantasy the fantasy football crowd he was a full participant today yeah i don't know where that's coming as from, mike tomlin you know? said he had some knee soreness okay. knee soreness he probably took a helmet on the knee or mm-hmm. something you get 20 carries or something there's like that, there's yeah. probably every you get 20 carries in the nfl you're in soreness every part of your body's gonna have some soreness <laughs> <to it. laughs> right 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 yeah soreness is a uh a tuesday wednesday type of thing yeah right. uh so he was a full participant today not uh held back at, at all um, T.J. Watt, a full participant. They Good. list him on there with yep. the pectoral thing just because. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, you start looking at some of the other stuff. Uh, Akella Weatherspoon did not practice. I was a little worried, like, is or Wednesday is going to be a non-T.J. day, but it doesn't sound like. Yeah, yeah. Is, doesn't, know, right. doesn't look like that's going to be the case. Yeah. Uh, obviously, Minka Fitzpatrick still not practicing. Mm-hmm. Uh, expect that to maybe change by the end of the yeah, week. Yeah, don't rule him out, though, huh? Yeah. Uh, Kevin Dotson with a hip injury did not practice. Again, Mike Tomlin saying yesterday that that was uh, a possibility. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trent Scott, backup offensive lineman, didn't practice. He's got a back issue. Um, he get hurt in practice or something? Or would have had to or lifting weights yeah, or something. Right, Just right, yeah. Maybe he slept on it wrong. I don't know. <laughs> um, it wasn't a big topic of conversation, I'm sure. Devin Bush with a little bit of a knee issue uh, didn't practice. Today. I'm sure that was... Rest related. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, same with Larry Ogunjobi with his knees coming back from that, and, but played through it last week. And then uh, Marcus Allen missed with an illness, so that's it. Wow, it's good. Um, I guess Witherspoon's one that is a. He's the, the most. Yeah, yeah, he's the most Minka up in the well. I guess. Yeah, I guess technically Minka is mm-hmm. as well, but not bad overall. No, uh, not bad overall. Uh, it's, it's a a good list for like I said, week eleven. You know, some bumps and bruises for a Wednesday. Um. Where was I thinking with that? Did you see the Brian Baldinger video that he put out? I, I tweeted it out last night. He broke down like five plays and showed how how T.J. Watt's presence 
changes things completely for the Steelers' defense. Okay. And there were times where, like, obviously he was getting doubled, chipped by the running back or chipped by the tight end before they go out, that kind of stuff. There were a couple times in, in, in the uh, the uh, Alex Highsmith strip sack mm-hmm. uh, was definitely one of them where the Saints slid not just their tackle out, but their guard out as well. The, t- wow. the tackle and guard both slide to the left, leaving three on three on the other side. Yeah, right, right. And that's when that's when Highsmith gets home and gets the sack. And if he hadn't gotten this the strip sack, Hayward was, Hayward was yeah, going to yeah, get the sack. Yeah, just a race to the quarterback <laughs> yeah. type of deal. Um, again, I'm putting together my stat pack. It's almost done. And there's a couple little nuggets in there about their numbers when he's on the field versus not. It's mind-boggling. I mean, it's yeah. a yard and a half per play difference. You know, one of them's 4.0, which is really good, and 5.5, which isn't. You know, yeah. and the seven suffer- turnovers in two games. Seven turnovers in two games. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of seven, his last seven home games, fifteen sacks. Yeah, and he <laughs> like- didn't have one on Sunday. <laughs> and yeah, that, that was only one of them. It's that's insane to me. <laughs> Um, some of the numbers versus the pass, you know, their percentage of uh, sacks per dropback are like triple, things like that. But I thought yeah, or Sunday was a, a perfect example schematically in that they really, especially when the game went along, only really had, you know, one quality lineman left. And that was Ramchek, whose job is what? So you would think, you know, one of the best right tackles in the league who actually knows them well from this leave him alone because the throck be in there need even more help. Yeah, you might want to help that guy with Cam no, exactly. or that guy yeah, with, right, with, right, right. with Alex Highsmith, who's now second in the AFC in sacks. And I'm sure the Baldinger thing reflects this, but they kept helping Ramchak. And it didn't matter. <laughs> and it didn't matter. It didn't still matter. still wrecking the game. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, I mean, I'm sure you were asked this 8,000 times, too. I mean, how much will it help when TJ's back? I'm like... <laughs> I mean, it's the Bulls without Jordan. It was Jordan. fairly I mean, obvious. Yeah, right, right. I mean, he's a game-setting top five type of defensive player. Is there anybody? Is there any other defensive player in the league who, when he doesn't play, has that big of an impact? I'm sure the answer is yes. Aaron Donald's only missed two games in his, thing, in his career. Thinking like I don't remember Donald missing games. Yeah. Um, I think Parsons is in that neighborhood. To be very honest with you, you know who's not. You're gonna say Garrett. I'm, I'm gonna sure. say Miles Garrett. Yeah, he is. I like. I saw you. You sent me the thing on the uh, the, the defensive line rankings today. Yeah, I, I just read the Steelers and Bengals. I didn't go through them. All. The uh, Browns were not ranked as a top. High, they sure. were they were like a third tier yeah. defensive unit. That was from Brandon Thorne because nobody does else does work. anything. Oh, nobody else does anything. <laughs> yeah, like, I, we've said for years, Clowney's one of the most overrated players in the league, and I think the Browns have maybe the worst group of D tackles in the league. I, I do think Garrett is in. The, I think he's good. I mean, he's in the wide yeah. stratosphere. Um, how about Nick Bosa? There was that year he missed. Yeah, uh, that, but he was real early. <laughs> the Chargers were, have been pretty bad without Joey Bosa. I was Bosa. thinking that too. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's a few that are in the neighborhood. I mean, if Donald was off of that awful Rams team, yeah, they may lose by thirty to everybody yeah. in the way that they're currently constructed. But I do think Michael Parsons. I think is in that defensive tackles are so much easier to double. They are. They are. I mean, you don't have to screw up with your protection as much. Yeah, you don't have you to know? slide. Like, I mean, the Saints were sliding the protection. The whole le- the whole le- right side of their line goes to, out, to, out to Watt. Like, yeah. 
Uh, you just don't see that. You don't see that. <laughs> I mean, that that opens up a lot of lanes. Yes. obviously. I mean, there are double just... teams, and then there are double teams. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's not a a back chipping him on the way right. out, or a tight end even doubling, or the trio he's had to go through at times, and still somehow gets home. No, you're 100 percent right. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of instances over the last 10 years where a, a defensive player gets that sort of attention, you know, or the Joe Green in his day. I mean, certainly Lawrence Taylor did in his day. I mean, guys like that. But that's the stratosphere he's in. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned those home roads or the home set situation for T.J. Watt, 15 mm-hmm. sacks in what his last seven, his last seven games at home. This season at home, the Steelers are allowing 81 and a half rushing yards per game. That's the third really? best in the league. Okay. Um, so they've done a nice job there. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, stopping the run at home. Uh, they're also there were some other stats here that I had. I was I was looking up some stats today. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get into this. All right. Okay. So I, I saw this today. I, I'm going to steal this off of a, one of the TV shows. I can't remember sure. which one. I steal stuff all the time. The NFL this season is averaging 11 yards per completion. 11.0. Yeah. That is the lowest Probably total forever since 1933. 33, <laughs> when the ball was like a big balloon. The first year the pounds. Steelers were in existence. Wow. 1933. That's bonkers. Likewise, the league is averaging four and a half yards per carry. That is the highest high. in NFL history. Hmm. Any season, four and a half yards. Wow. It's interesting. We've talked about this because... An article went live that I wrote last night on DK Pittsburgh Sports kind of talking about a combination of things we've talked about this week of life without Claypool, who's going to get those snaps, and I I used the Giants, Bears, Falcons example of these guys are collectively 500, and they don't make good players. They just run the ball. (laughs) They just run the ball. They're They're three of the top four rushes per game, and it was all about voluminous rushing, you know, just keep going. And the, I used the the commander's win over the Eagles example. They ran the ball like 49 times, but for only 3.1 yards a carry. Right. I mean, Najee's, that's about what his average is too, and you're just controlling the game. Actually, he's up to 3.6 now. I, I'm just saying, like, when, when people bash some of these, <laughs> yeah. you know, oh, he's only getting three yards a carry or whatever. Beat the Eagles just in that. Just get me three. Yeah, right, Make right. sure it's three every time, at least. There's definitely a massive trend here just with – and it's not even huge plays in the run game. It's not Nick Chubb taking it 80. Right. It's just keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding, keep pounding. It's protecting some of these quarterbacks, of course, which the Steelers qualify. But I used the example yesterday and in the article, Brady and Rodgers. I mean, they're they're audible in the runs time and time again. Between the two of them, they threw the ball 49 times in two winning efforts, you know, in, in nine quarters of play. The average NFL team this season is scoring 21.8 points per game. Has to be down. That's the lowest since 2008. Hmm. Um, and the reason for that, when you look at it, it's somewhere right around this number, but you're seeing nickel defense played 65% of the time mm-hmm. across the league. I bet base is probably 25 Right. So yeah. teams are out there with extra defensive backs in the field. Mm-hmm. And so and sure offenses are saying, okay, you're going to do that. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to yeah. run the ball oh, down your throat. So to that point, power runs this year. Straight okay. ahead power runs are averaging 5.3 yards per wow. attempt. That's up from 4.2 last year. Wow, over a yard. Over a yard. Counter runs. Again, another power type oh, yeah, run yeah. play. That's an old school run. Yeah. 5.2 yards per carry this year. Last year it was 4.4. Okay. 
the outside zone stuff is basically the same. That doesn't surprise me. But they're both under those, and the power runs are, are you just run straight out. You're going to put a 220 pound linebacker on the field? Yeah. And, and another defensive back? Okay, we're going to run at you. I mean, powers when they pull a guard, and, you know, I mean, so counter and power are man blocking schemes. Yes. They're not zone blocking schemes. And zone blocking schemes, the best way I can describe it is. Uh, elephants on uh, synchronized swimming with elephants. Yeah, you, you know there are five guys all moving. We're all going to float to the left. We're going right. to float to the right. Shanahan, you know, and those guys are more athletic. They're usually not three hundred fifty pound guards. You know what I mean? Because they just don't move well enough or quick enough. But you can handle that with the the lighter right sideline right. to sideline players right. shoot the gap and they get the back in the backfield. Right, but if it's a man blocking scheme and that guard has that linebacker, no matter where he goes. And he mashes him, and he's 100 pounds heavier. Who's going to win? We can see where the problem <laughs> lies here, right. So what I'm really interested in is two things trend-wise. First of all, you know I'm an analytic dork. I do. I am interested to see what analytics stuff is found this offseason that would be a lot different from previous offseasons, because I think there'll be a lot. And also, let's say Jerome Bettis comes out in this draft, which I know he's not, or someone like him. Does he go a round or two higher than he would have? Well, you know, running backs in general, Matt, nobody wants to take them in right, the first right, right. round Nobody anymore. wants a good running back. Right. Can't, you can get those guys anywhere um, I'm just until you can't. I'm just saying about the mashers, you know, the, yeah. the Derrick Henry type, you know. Do we want them more than we did two years ago? I think the answer might be yes. I think it might be yes. Again, yeah. if, if all your if, if all the linebackers, we've talked about this the last couple of drafts, like how all of a sudden now there's, you know, when, when the Steelers drafted Brian Shazier, he was a unicorn. Yeah. You know, then when they drafted Devin Bush in the first round, there were a few more of those guys, but those those two hundred and thirty pound sideline to sideline guys mm-hmm. who could cover and do all those kind of things. Uh, you know, there there still weren't that many of them. No. Well, right. now the last couple of drafts, there's been a th- you know fifty of them in the draft because mm-hmm. teams are taking college teams are taking their safeties, bulking them up right. and making them linebackers, right, or right. they're just saying don't even bulk up. We'll, uh, we'll play at two hundred ten pounds as a linebacker. Yeah, and. Like, JOK for the Browns could may end up having a great career, and he certainly flashes now. Or Simmons with but the But you Cardinals. can run the ball straight down their throats. I mean, they're all 210. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Isaiah Simmons is drafted as a linebacker. He's actually more of a slot corner than he is a linebacker, but he'll line up in the line and take on a guard head on. Yeah. And those guys don't even know how to take on blocks necessarily. Yeah, yeah the I mean, idea, that's, that's, yeah, and I know this was a Mike Tomlinism, the, the idea of positionless football on defense I think we're seeing something. Teams have turned back the clock to combat that. All right, mm-hmm. you want to put all these light guys on the field? We're going to run it right down your throat. Yeah, yeah. And, again, I like Tyler Linderbaum coming out, but our team's going to want the 320-pound center. Or are we going to see guys those are going to win in sneaking a, back in? G- give me the guys who can win in the fo- in the phone booth as mm-hmm. opposed to, well, right. he can get out to the edge. That's all well and good, but he can't right. he can't block a nose tackle right over right over him. Right. And, 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 I, I thought or the that, Aaron Smiths of the world. Yeah. You know? You know, even when we were talking about a guy like Jordan Davis at draft time, mm-hmm. it wasn't that, he, oh, boy, he can really eat some space up here. And it's, yeah, but he can get after the passer. Yeah, yeah. Everything was set up. Well, can he get after the, can he, can yeah. he rush the passer? Can he rush the passer? Can he rush the passer? Vince Wilford could be a fourth round pick. But now, if, if this is how teams are going to attack this, right. you got to have some of those big guys. That's what I'm thinking, too. You know, is. I mean, maybe Tampa's a good example. Like, if you can give me Vea and Sue, Vea and Hicks, well, then maybe I can get away with a 220-pound linebacker. But yeah. maybe we have to protect those younger guys more because the passing game's not going away. Team speed is not going to be less coveted. But 
maybe you need one dude that doesn't influence the passing game that's always going to draw a double team on run plays. It, I don't know. It brings me back to the Steelers did their self-scout and took a look at the league during their bye week. That was a lot of my article. And what did they do when they came out of their bye week? Yeah. They ran the ball 40 times. And they used heavier people. You and, know, used, like, and used 12 personnel. and Gentry yeah. played a lot. I know they played more snaps than ever, but even I used the example of Boykin. Boykin played like 50 more snaps than he has in any, any time as a Steeler. Well, he's their biggest receiver and he's a good blocker. Um, Watt played seven or eight snaps. You know, like that's big personnel. And if you're going to get nickel, you're going to get dime. I mean, Boykin's going to beat up. I mean, he can deal with a JOK, yeah. you know, let alone corners and things like that. Yeah, so it's it's just uh, I'll be interested to see if that's what they do this again. Again, the love, game is very citrical. Love Mike Hilton to death, and and one of the reasons why you like Mike Hilton, well, he does. He's really tough against the run. Mm-hmm. He's still 180 pounds. So, and he's not going to take on a pulling guard, right? Right. Or I, I just remember, or, you know, two years ago when he was still a Steeler, when he got hurt, you know, it was him knifing into the backfield and getting run over by you know 240 pound Kareem Hunt. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and then you know he was in and out of the lineup the rest of the year that yeah, season. Yeah. Um, those little guys take a beating against two hundred forty pound running backs, even. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So I'm curious, and it doesn't mean that they'll still be able to run the ball well going forward. I mean, maybe that was a one off, but it's a mentality, though. Yeah, I think it's a mentality. The, the linemen eat it up, and I think their personnel usage implies. Yeah, well, maybe we are going to treat it as like we're the Bears or Giants or one of these teams, yeah. or you know, and realize what you know, zag when the league's zigging. It's spread it, spreading the, the the ball out, and they're spreading things out uh, with your three, you know, third, you know, three three wide receiver sets, and mm-hmm. you know, your eleven personnel. Now you don't have that that Chase Claypool there, right, right, right. Guy, you know, a guy. Well, we got to get him on the field. He's one of our mm-hmm. best eleven. Well, now you don't have him. So now your your best eleven. Maybe it is gentry in a lot of situations. Maybe it is, yeah. you know, uh, having Watt out there in a lot of situations. You know, you have to look at, well, it's third and third and two here. Uh, do we want another wide receiver on the field, or do we want to bring in a bigger mm-hmm. a bigger body? And I think Hayward's really interesting, too, Yeah, in that, you know, Hayward's closer to Boykin than he is to gentry. Yeah. I mean, and he, to me, he's actually more of a slot type, you know, way he runs routes and things like that. But, I mean, so what kind of personnel groupings if Boykin and Gentry or, or Hayward are out there? Because they'll block, you know. I mean, they block more than Claypool did. Yeah. Um, I never thought Claypool had to go, and I bet they didn't think, "Oh, he has to go." No. But I bet they knew this before the trade that we see what the league is doing. Our counter won't be more snaps for Stephen Sims. It'll be, or you know, or develop a third receiver. It's let's get big. Let's get big. Yeah, yeah. That Push seems to be around. yeah. Um, again, I, I you know shortens the game, mm-hmm. makes things easier for your defense. And, uh, you know, when you're playing an explosive offense, okay. Yeah. Now instead of needing, you know, it, it goes back to that game last year, the playoff game against Kansas City. The Steelers go out defensively to open the game and stop the, get, stop the Chiefs on six consecutive possessions. Right, right, okay. And the first half was still going on. <laughs> <laughs> like they ended yeah. up with nine possessions in the first half. That's too many. No, no. Way I, too I mean, many. That's way too many. I mean, usually you get like a 12 in a game. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's way too um, many. You can't ask your defense to go out there and play and play 15 possessions against the Chiefs. Especially in Kansas City. In Kansas Holland, City. Right, that's right, just right. a recipe for disaster. Yeah, you're begging for trouble. Um, the answer is always too much defense. Yeah. So if you can shorten the game by running the football uh, and, and cut the game down to nine possessions total, mm-hmm. okay, now you've now you've made this you, – you, you think you've, you've got a defense – 
especially with Watt on the field now, that can get stops. Yeah. That's going to force some turnovers. Okay. So if you, yeah. you know, you stop them, okay, let's say they score on three of their possessions. It's 21 points. Right. I mean, if the Steelers play the Chiefs right now, the Chiefs are the more talented team. They're the more explosive right. team. You have a better chance of winning if there's nine possessions apiece than if there's 16. Right. That doesn't you play to your do. – yeah. They're going to score – Right. If you give a team like the Chiefs or the Bengals or a team yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. you give them 16 possessions in a game, they're, they're going to score 30 or 40 points. Against every defense in the league. Yeah. Right. I mean, I always use this stupid example of if I'm having a three-point contest with Curry – and it's first one to hit a three, I might win. You might win, yeah. <laughs> but if it's first one to hit 100 threes, <laughs> I will never win ever, ever, ever. <laughs> Not unless you take a right. baseball bat and hit him in the knee. Right, and then I still probably don't. <laughs> he you might know. limp out there on one leg and still beat right. you. And Atlanta and the Giants and the Bears are Williamson in this conversation. Yeah. You know, they don't make good guys. I mean, they really don't. But if you shorten the game and run the ball a ton with volume – you got a shot. Well, for the in the situation with the with the Giants, they got Saquon Barkley. Have you seen his makes touch a, counts too? Makes a ton of sense for them. Yeah. And and I think the team and that really fields. the team that really started it was the Titans. Yes. Yes, yes. With yes. Der- okay, you're, all right, we're gonna run Derrick Henry thirty five times. Mm-hmm. You know, every game. Every well, game. aren't you worried about his workload? No, we're not worried about his workload because we're trying to win games. So that's what we got. That's what we've got. That's what we got. Right? You know, you got red paint, you paint the barn red, as mm-hmm. uh, Mike Tomlin likes to say. And there's an attitude that comes with it, too. It's not just X's and O's. Yeah. You know? I mean, the Titans exemplify that. So I'll be interested to see if the Steelers continue with that mm-hmm. philosophy this weekend because, well, you can win a lot of games like that. One thing I mentioned, though, in the article, though, is the problem, not necessarily the problem, but, like, Washington won the turnover battle by two. Right. You know, you can't be... Self-inflicted wounds. But, yeah. But, but there's that, a less chance you'll have self-inflicted wounds by running it than asking Pickett to throw it 50 times. Correct. You know? They, I mean? There's, there's, you know, as, as they used to say, uh, there's there's three things that can happen on a pat when the ball's in the air, and <laughs> right. two of them are bad. And two of them are bad, yeah. So, yeah. So there you have it. No, I, I think that's what the league is doing. My worry in the offseason, though, is the league might be like, we got to do something about this. You know, scoring's too far down. That's not what people want to see. So we'll make holding legal again. You know, I hope that's not what happens, you know. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but it is a league that, that goes from year to year, and, and uh, mm-hmm. these, these an trends happen. It's an odd and, year. And, uh, yeah, you gotta you got to adjust to them. So we'll see if the Steelers have done that. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lally. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. Um, Matt, did you know? I did. You did know? <laughs> All right. <laughs> You know what I'm going to say here. I have a pretty good hunch. You can now listen to Steelers Nation Radio anytime, anywhere through your smart speaker. Just say, Alexa, play Steelers Nation Radio from iHeart, and Alexa will take care of the rest. How about that? How about it? Uh, We're going to be back with more. This is The Drive on Steelers Nation Radio. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. 
Real Steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.